0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fan Effect, a KSL podcast brought to you by the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters, the best place to see a movie in Utah. And we're so happy to see that movies are back and that the box office is having all kinds of uh, record breaking weekends. It's been a while since we've been able to say that. Certainly the movie we're gonna talk about today on Fan Effect is going to do very well at the box office, I I believe. It
2: better. It better. Uh, yeah.
0: I don't know how it couldn't. It's a Marvel movie and it's got Thor and it's got Taika Waititi and it's got Jane Foster and we're talking about Thor Love and Thunder, the fourth movie in the Thor uh in the Thor sequence of the Marvel universe, cinematic universe. The twenty ninth movie <laughs> In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in total, which means
2: featuring Thor, yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: you're getting to a point where you can't jump in anymore. You, Mm -hmm. you, it's almost like if you haven't joined the Marvel train at this point, you're you're probably never going to join it. But, uh, but it's a lot. It's a lot of. (laughs) I mean, this is what happens with comic books. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is kind of what we expect. This is, this was the journey that it was going to take to this point. Once they decided to commit to a series of movies that tell. An overarching story in the universe, but that's what we wanted. That's what made comic books so popular in the first place was the serialized storytelling and the interconnectedness, and I've made the argument in multiple podcasts of why Spider-Man doesn't work as its own universe. He is part of a larger universe, but until Sony relinquishes, we'll probably never get to see this truly fulfilled. Nevertheless, all right, so welcoming, I'd like you to welcome for the podcast, this time of course my co-host Kellyanne Ann Howerson from- Hello. KSL podcast and the church news podcast. And, Whatever else they ask her to do, because she's really willing and great at everything. So. As long as
2: let me keep watching movies with you. Uh, yes, sure. As
0: long as I still <laughs> do this. <laughs> awesome. And then joining us for It's Been a While. It's Been a While. Welcome back, Chris Provost from provostparkpass.com.
1: Yeah. We're uh, missing Amanda. I know. I know. I know. She's home with Miles right now, but I'm so happy to be back, because it's been a while, and I love this podcast, you guys. I love it. I love Yay. what you guys talk about we appreciate that and you know we just it, we're we're just a a fun fan community
0: here in Utah yeah. and i would say you're probably like at the forefront for anybody who's mm-hmm. a Fanex fan or a, that goes to Fanex knows who you are. Yeah. Whether or not they know about your Provost Park pass, yes, they know you from Fanex.
1: Very true. Very very true. Absolutely. Speaking been... of
2: which, what's your socks today?
0: Today's socks. They, it's sushi. So a little 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 dogs and sushi and Hi. surfboards. So there you yeah, go. Nice. There we go. I wore British socks on Sunday before the Fourth of July. Ooh, <laughs> is that British flags? Well, no, because on the third we were British citizens, yeah. but oh, it's I on the fourth we're okay. Americans. So. Okay. And I got I got relatives that live in Britain so any rate um, we're glad to have you here and you. we're looking forward now we've decided to we're just going to spoil like we like the movie we, we can give a thing but people are really listening to this I've learned that a lot of our listeners this is, they, when they listen to this is when they're either leaving the movie or like a day after they've seen mm-hmm. the movie they want to see what we thought too yeah and then see if they felt the same way and so that's what we're just going to get right into that part of it. So, so uh, massive spoiler warning. Yeah, just, just in case, you know, it. you were worried, we're going to throw out things that are going to spoil you all along the way. And we're not going to feel bad about it. So you've been warned. Here we go. All right. Let's play a clip from Thor Love and Thunder.
1: There's a maniac who seeks to end us all. i putting
0: together the greatest team ever. Are you packed? got Korg. He's my best friend! Yes. There's my ex-girlfriend, Jane. Whoa. Valkyrie. This is the best day of my life! The Guardians. <laughs> and Giant goats. Oh, look at those! They are wonderful! Yes, they are.
2: They also scream quite a lot.
0: Okay. Now, if that doesn't get your blood pumping, it's, it's got music, rock it's and music. roll. It's got Seriously. humor. It's got skinny Thor again. He's <laughs> yeah. gotten rid of his dad oh, bod. He Thor. shakes the big. <laughs> he shakes the big chains. You know, he's holding back the Milano. Yeah. And that's kind of his uh, resistance band training as a spaceship. So we get Thor back to the way he ought to look. I know that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that will actually disappoint. A few people because they really liked Fat Thor or Dad Bod Thor, Bro Thor.
2: I'm okay with it.
0: (laughs) Right. No, I I saw (laughs) – I actually saw Thor, either the first one or the second one. I saw it with uh, – with Cheryl, our boss. Yeah. And I remember when, when this was like 10 years ago, yeah, when he, he has like the shirtless scene, I, I was like, well, you just got your money's worth for this movie. We're okay
2: with it. I and mean, even Valkyrie and Jane, well, that seems to, to be okay That's with true. it. That's yeah. yeah, true. Valkyrie
0: yeah. didn't seem to mind, did she? <laughs> well, all right. So the plot of Thor, Love, and Thunder, this is the sequel to Ragnarok. It's set a couple of years later, it's set after Avengers Endgame. Mm hmm. Um, and it's eight years after Thor and Jane broke up. Yeah. So in the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline, it's set in about twenty twenty four. Is what I was as I was doing a little bit of deep. Really? Digging. So it's
2: ahead of us. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. No. The, well, the, the whole universe been ahead of us. Yeah. Twenty twenty
1: three. Oh,
2: I didn't know that. You guys yeah. are teaching me. Thank you. Well,
1: thank that you. was the five year
0: gap from Endgame.
2: <gasps> oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I feel like a bad fan. That's okay. I'm still learning Marvel. I was I'm actually like surprised
0: we haven't had a movie that explores during the blip. Oh. Yet. At least not that I can think of it. And yeah. if there's been a part of the cinematic universe it's only been a scene in a different movie. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like that would be kind of cuz the closest we got was Black Widow which took place between Civil War and Infinity War. And you
2: see the 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 transition there. Mm-hmm. But
0: we haven't had one where there's you know people dealing with the fact that half the people are dead and half the heroes are gone.
2: That'd be a good Disney Plus series.
0: Well, they probably it's Intent. probably already missed. I can't be the first person who's thought <laughs> <Yeah>. of this <laughs> along the Marvel cinematic lines. And maybe there's a reason that they didn't I don't know. Part of me kinda likes just having a gap. Mm-hmm. Um, everything mm-hmm. equates to Star Wars. So here's our first Star Wars reference, six minutes in. <laughs> Some parts are fine to be left unexplored. Like, it's fine to just have this gap where we don't really know anything about it. It's okay. We've yeah. survived this long without it. And kind of we- the amb-
2: ambiguity there makes it also you can run different directions as
1: well. I, they did talk about it, though, a little bit in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's at the wedding for Rachel right. and that yeah. the doctor asks him, he's like, was there any other way? He's like, you know, I've, the last five years has been rough. And he's like, there was no other way. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of – they. Tap dance around that the blip, but they don't really get into it like what you're saying.
0: Well, and that's, I I think it could be interesting. I think the things that would be interesting to me watching a, a movie about the blip, or, or taking place during the blip, is just how everybody was coping with everything mm-hmm. and how everything is reshaped because we saw the effects of that in Endgame. Man, did we get sidetracked fast from Thor: Love and Thunder? <laughs> I was just thinking yeah. that. I'm like, but we're already on a nevertheless, uh, so back to the thing. We 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 know when it's set. And it starts out Thor's with the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and were you guys surprised the Guardians were in it so little? No, I kind of was. Were you? I,
1: I wasn't because I this was going to be Thor's movie, right? And then they're going to have the Guardians movie. I thought it's, I was wondering how they can do that because when it ended, you know, Thor and the Guardians left together at right. the end. At the end. Of end well,
0: I knew that he wasn't going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I, I don't know if I read that or if I just. It didn't seem like a James Gunn wants yeah. uh, another character in his yeah. little group, and I'm and I'm okay with that. But I thought the the way that Endgame had sort of hitched them together so much, I kind of thought we'd have, you know, maybe the, they would weave throughout the whole movie, even though they weren't going to be central to the plot. I just thought they'd be there so we get to see some of the silly As Guardians of the Galaxy kind of yeah.
2: Well, and even like in the advertisements, you have Star Lord talking about his group and how much he loves them, and Thor kind of.
1: Really his in. head in there. You right. think they would have been featured a little bit more? I, yeah, how they much they, were they in the
2: trailers.
1: prominently showed them a lot in the trailers. Guardian. Right. so I was. A little bit, but I going to say that was the thing. So the, I I worried that there were some fans
0: who wanted to see a lot oh, of the maybe. Guardians are going to go to Thor and be like, oh, it was like when I when I went to see X Men: The Last Stand, and I I knew that uh, James Marsden who would played Cyclops in the first two X Men movies was doing Superman Returns, and so I knew he wasn't going to be in it much, oh, but he was in yeah. it some. But it was like. He goes and yeah. he he's he's sad and he looks into the lake and then he's dead. And I was like, what? The,
1: why did you even put him in here then? I was, but I want to say this. This is interesting. Disney is tying everything together. So down in Epcot, they have a brand new ride called uh, Cosmic Rewind. It's Guardian Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, right? So no, this is new, right? It's brand okay. new. It's in Epcot, okay? It's all based on Guardians of the Galaxy and you're in a ship with the Guardians of the Galaxy and you're Going through the different parts of the galaxy, and you're going through a hexagon. Oh, okay, you you like
0: the way they warp travel. And so,
1: in the movie now, you see them when they take off. The ship takes off. They go through that exact same hexagon that you go through in the roller coaster down and Epcot. So they're tying. I mean, it's all being to tied. Be fair, to they, they
0: hexagoned in the in the previous yes. movies too, mm-hmm. but. You're right. I mean, they're trying to draw obvious visual everything cues. everything together, yeah. But that's what we want, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. We wouldn't want it to fly through like a circle or a square because then people
1: would be like, like, what is going on? Yeah,
0: that's not supposed to happen I've, like I've,
1: One other thing, though, I thought was very interesting for me. I don't know if you guys saw this. Maybe, maybe it's there. I just haven't noticed it. But you know when the movie starts, it always got Marvel. Mm-hmm. And then you see between the letters, little clips of different movies. Yes. Up. But in the M, they had Moon Knight. And Moon Knight Ooh. was there in that at the very beginning, and I was like, "Oh!"
2: I saw Miss Marvel as well, which I'm loving series,
1: by oh, the series. Oh, Miss Marvel! So yeah. I saw
2: her pop up. I, I didn't
0: see her because I saw M- Moon Knight. I'm like, "That's oh, mm.
1: official." There it is.
0: What did you think <laughs> of playing the Marvel theme on the electric guitar? Oh, loved <laughs> it! <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> that, that that sets the tone for the movie right there. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get. Uh, Take away called it. He he wanted to do kind of an 80s love story yes. with with. The way it looked would be similar to Conan the Barbarian and that's, Mm -hmm. you know, the, this, that heavy, the, the, the super buff looking really painted posters with, you know, overly (laughs) defined
2: bright colors. Yeah.
0: And, and rock and roll, you know, it was, um, I I, I think I said this to somebody as I was leaving like this, if you've lived in Utah long enough, you know, the station K Bear 101, the rock station it has been the rock station for, (laughs) you know, since I was a kid. And I was like, man, that soundtrack would have would have come right off Cave Bear 101 straight out of it. Yeah. So uh, those are the things that uh, you can look forward to.
2: And and Jane Foster's back. Natalie Portman's back. She's yep. buff. She's wonderful. She's and beautiful. she actually buffed
0: up the role. That was not uh, CG on her muscles.
2: She wanted – she's like, I'm going to push it as far yeah. as I can, which made me so I happy. They had
0: to cheat to make her taller, though. They couldn't <laughs> – that's not something. She can just lift weights <laughs> and grow to be six feet tall. <laughs> so story-wise, we, we, we pick up there. Thor is kind of trying to figure out what his role is now that uh, Thanos is vanquished. He's hanging with the Guardians. He he meditates a lot until yeah. they need him to save the day. <laughs> then he crashes in and destroys everything, and gives a heartfelt speech about how we all fought together, even though he pretty much did everything at yeah. that point.
2: I love Nebula just like rolling her eyes at that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, she was all full of rage. Yeah, yeah Nebula was, but a little bit. I don't know if that's something that we'll get more. Uh, so this takes place before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, at least what mm. I read. So as far when we see that, that will take place after when is that these events. Out? Oh, they're filming it, so it's okay. probably another year or two. Okay, dang. Okay. Um I don't know. I I like weird. I the Guardians are maybe my least favorite of the whole set. I, like, the I like them, but I don't
1: of Marvel, of the Guardians all is, all the
0: Marvel's groups really? and movies, like the Guardians is my least favorite.
1: Uh, that's okay. That. That, that's okay.
0: I'm like I don't blame anybody. I'm not saying people shouldn't be their favorite. It's just yeah. it's not mine. I've just never really connected with them like that. I like some of the elements, but you know, when Chris Pratt screwed up thanos that i was like how
1: can people be a fan of this guy yeah but yeah it was it's what had to happen yeah. it's oh, what no, ha- i it, get it story-wise yeah. and
0: all those things that's part of the thing is you get him to the edge but yeah it was like come on dude yeah you couldn't hold your temper in check for one more second <laughs> i don't know At any rate so we've got uh thor with the guardians We've got uh, Jane Foster on Earth going through mm-hmm. cancer treatment. Yeah, uh, we kind of like find this out in a roundabout way. Yes, this so this is based on the I believe the Jason Aaron story uh, of his run in the, the comic called The Mighty Thor, and there was uh, a stretch. This was a part that I, I I I didn't I didn't I wasn't collecting at the time, so I didn't read deep into the story, but. There's a new Thor, a completely masked Thor, and it's a female Thor. And we don't know who it is, and it's, that's the Marvel style. Yeah. And then it usually ends up turning out being someone you should have guessed you all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Red Hulk turned out to be a Thaddeus, yeah. Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Jane Foster turns out to be the mighty Thor. And I believe this was in a stretch where Thor was unworthy to hold the hammer also. Oh, wow. There was a stretch where Thor is unworthy because of something he witnessed and didn't do anything about. There was a, uh, a whole thing. And so Jane actually wielded me on there for a while. Uh Stormbreaker has always in the comics belonged to a character named Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, Beta Ray Bill. And it's really – it's like a hammer only – it looks like an anvil crossed with like a green lantern is what the top of yeah. Beta Ray Bill's golden hammer looks like. So that's Stormbreaker. So obviously the Marvel Cinematic Universe has departed from that a little bit and we've got Stormbreaker as a giant axe as tall as Thor – Made from Groot a and bit the ore from a star. I think it's the same ore that Mjolnir is made from. Yes. But mm-hmm. it's from the heart of a star. Yeah.
2: Which which movie was it? They go back and they, they craft that. I remember. Uh, I can see
0: the uh,
1: image in my it's head. It's Infinity War. War. Yeah, that it's was Infinity, Infinity War. War.
0: Okay. Now, yeah. speaking of that E-tree, the, the, the giant played by Peter Dinklage yeah. and Games Master played by Jeff Goldblum were supposed to appear in Thor Love and Thunder. And then they had their scenes cut. They had They oh. scenes cut yeah. for runtime. Uh, probably. Yeah. Somebody said there's a four-hour cut that we'll never get to see. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. And well, right
2: now, it's, it's pretty long. It's two hours and five minutes. You know, not, not too bad for some of the stuff they've had recently. Right. Um, but it's, it's it's worth it. It's good. Yeah, it's good.
1: I'm gonna have, We have to go back, though, to Jane Foster for a second. I have to talk about this. Because I was curious, because I read that comic, and I was wondering how they can do that. Because in the comic book, she has cancer. And she's dying, mm-hmm. and she ends up holding the, the the hammer. And the hammer is actually it makes her healthy when she's holding the hammer, but it's actually taking it's killing her. Mm-hmm. It's killing so her. This to, is
0: in the movie or the comic? It's the, the comics. Was in the movie too.
1: Yes, and I was wondering how were they going to portray that in the movie because it's a very serious topic. It wasn't. It's not. It doesn't heal her. It's actually making it worse. Mm-hmm. So, so she and,
2: momentarily feels good. But yes. Then it's
1: yes. Worse. Oh, ooh. And so, the, and they brought that up though in the movie and they, I thought they handled it very well in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, because as you described that, I thought, oh, well yeah, that's how they did it in the movie was it turned out that uh, when she dropped it, she, she dropped and could yeah. barely even crawl herself back over oh. to the hammer. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but what it, she did not have to deal with in the comic was the, the broken Mjolnir, which yes. is what we had to deal with here. So Jane finds out uh, that she's, you know, stage four. Well, you know that's the only four that we know of so far. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's her trying to uh, justify it to her former assistant, but now doctor. uh Oh shoot! Now I can't think of her name. Darcy. Darcy. Darcy, played by Cat uh, Kat Kat Cressida. Cat Dennings. Oh, yeah, sorry, Cat Dennings. Yeah, uh, but so it was nice to see her in a, in a short cameo, and uh so Jane travels to New Asgard. And which has now get become to,
2: a tourist destination, which, which is the I tourist destination to of the universe
0: now <laughs> yeah. too, not just the planet. Um, and we get to see another classic play from the Hemsworth yes. brother, the other Hemsworth brother, and Matt Damon. And it was oh, I looked up who played Sam Neill. It was Sam Neill, right? Sam Neill. It's playing Odin. It's <laughs> Odin, and yeah. and then they're so keen on plays that even when disaster happens later. I think the people need us. They need yes. us to do another yeah. play.
1: But there, there, they actually added more because they had Hella come back, too, yes. in this play, which I, I was surprised. I did not know this was going to oh, happen. who was Hella? Uh, Melissa, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa <laughs>
0: McCarthy, yes. Which was fantastic. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so, and it was
2: so cheesy and wonderful. and I, Yeah, yeah.
0: It was amazing. It was a Taika Waititi film. So mm-hmm. I will say this, because my feelings about Ragnarok, the first time I saw it, I laughed and I was like, that was funny. But it was also like the first real... Hard veer into comedy. Like Guardians mm-hmm. was a veer into comedy, but but Thor Ragnarok was like an all in like yeah. we we left the road here. Mm-hmm. And it took me a bit to – because, you know, Thor is always a serious character and
2: – But he's a melodramatic character, he, so it works but so he well is, with and I'm,
0: But I'm fine – well, but he's melodramatic and it's just how he is. Like he speaks in scripture talk, like verily thee. And yeah. I, like I like that. It, it is ripe for parody. I mean there's a whole thing in – it's called Twisted Toy Fair Theater. It's kind of what Robot Chicken is based on if you've seen the show Robot Chicken. Sure. Mm-hmm. But they take these – mego toys from the 70s that were these superhero dolls they're they're poorly done and then they do like comic panels where they'd pose them and then write goofy stories about it and so thor was always speaking in the verily the (laughs) line and it was it was highly comedic you know like uh, there's a parody of scream and the, the the ghost face is talking to thor on the phone he's like i see you're making popcorn and and he's like, "Yay, verily, tonight art a blockbuster night," you know. <laughs> so he does lend it, lends it to comedy, but nobody'd ever leaned into it as part of like the actual like canon. Now you, you were know saying, that, saying? That much yeah, you
1: saying, though it took you a while to get used to that. Yeah. They so the first it. time through, I, I yeah. laughed, I but I was like,
0: I was like, you okay? Like, it was funny, but. You could take it a little seriously, like it's okay to take it a little bit seriously. It didn't feel like he took any of it seriously. Well, they did. That so there's well with these this major one. things happening. His hammer gets crushed. He loses an eye. All this stuff happens, but it was almost like, oh, look, Thor lost an eye. That's so funny. Or oh, look, they- oh,
1: see, I. That's interesting. That you think that I? I don't. I think Thor is a very complex character, and he has had, I think, suffered more tragedy than mm-hmm. any of the other Avengers. I mean, everything he's ever known or loved, he's lost. Mm-hmm. Everything. His and and his well, they brother. kind of pointed that out in this film, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that so it was for me, I thought it was fun. I, Ragnarok for me is top three Love Marvel it. movie of all time. I loved it. I loved what they did to the character. I felt like we finally got it to see. The, I felt like they finally hit their stride with Thor, showcasing him how good he is and how a little bit. He's a little bit in his own world. You know, mm-hmm. he just – he doesn't see you know, things going on. My – this is – I know this might be shocking to you too. This new movie, I felt what you were saying – I felt like the – you you were saying you didn't think they did enough. I thought they leaned a little bit too much in the comedy. I felt like sometimes Thor seemed a little bit like almost – he's like a child like or like a little bit of like an idiot. And and it, it played for – it was good laughs. But he is a more – a little bit of a serious character. So I, I don't know – if I had to rank them, I'm going to rank them now. The four, four Thor movies: okay. Ragnarok my, is number love one. Ragnarok, yes. and then this one is number two, and then okay. the original Thor is number three, and then Dark World would be number four. And so okay. I, I think they missed the mark on Dark World. They just didn't know how to handle that character. Yes. I felt like, yes. but I I love what what they're what they're doing here. And and but I I wanted uh, I wanted Thor to be taken a little more serious in this film Cause I think that's that the, funny because that's how I felt about Ragnarok
0: well, and this time I, since I know it's Whitey I'm like I know he's not going to go too serious but they also were able to take some of the comedic elements like in in Endgame I thought Endgame yeah. versus Infinity War because Infinity War he was kind of serious again. Uh, yes you know well i guess they find him and then there's the whole thing whenever he's with the guardians he was goofy but when he wasn't with the guardians he was serious yeah
2: but i i think that the change in his character in this film is more of the uncomfortableness uncomfortableness with the change around him and the awkwardness around yeah. him he's just awkward he's not used to not having his family not having as much of his po- his power the whole thanos and and jane breakup and everything kind of has him questioning himself. So I don't see him him as coming off as, as stupid or, or anything like that. It's more of just like in this weird, awkward change. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I think though in this film uh Love and Thunder, the the thing about Ragnarok in the this the Love and Thunder, Ragnarok didn't really have a major baddie, a heavy that he yeah, was really yeah. going against. It and was And they're
0: oh such a good heavy in this.
1: This Gore. Yeah, yeah this the God Will. butcher. Wait.
0: Hella smashed his hammer and cut out his eye. How do you say
1: that's not a baddie? But it, yeah, but they, but it, nobody's I, been able to hurt him like that. But it's well, like Loki. It's like yeah, it, it was never. I never felt. I never felt that the character they was developing. Spend away. the whole
0: movie chasing her though. Maybe yes. that's where it is because you got the whole detour over to Battle World with Hulk. Yes, but I mean, as far as a baddie, she was. She wasn't bad. I, I, I she always, killed no, all I, the I, Asgardians. I, think I respect
1: her, but I felt like gore on this screen was heavy when, when he was on the screen. And I feel like sometimes I feel I love Marvel movies, but I feel like sometimes they miss the mark with their bad guys. Mm-hmm. They, it's just that the bad guy just wants a shiny thing and they're going to go for it. They don't really explain this. This one, I felt like they really hit the home run in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming mm-hmm. with, with the vulture. I've, I, you could understand that bad guy. And I think here with Gore, it, I thought th- they did a very good job of this. They changed him from the comic book a little bit. They had to change him because um, they changed stuff. his looks because apparently he looked too much like Voldemort. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So look wise, they look they went a little bit different. Well, you know, in the in the comics, he's actually it's part of a symbiote. Like like venom, um, I see and and uh and so they, I think that Sony has that <laughs> property, Yes. so they kind of changed it, and he got the he gets this power from the the was the necromancer sword the necro sword, right. but I thought he I thought you could understand well, he didn't realize he was a bad guy. He thought what he was doing was the right thing to do well, to, and it, to the, save people from pain. For mm-hmm. the
0: rest of the gods' sake, it, it, it's not their fault that he happened to worship the one idiot god. Yes. And that he the happened to run into god. it. Well, okay, so there was more. But, but you know, he didn't happen to get—he wasn't lucky enough to have, you know, one Someone of the, one of the better gods yeah. kind yeah. of a thing.
1: I, for like a recap, like, you know, his, he's— He's going through tribulation and he has a daughter and he's, he's, and he
0: prays to the God that he believes he'll he'll spare him. And then he doesn't. So immediately you, you can already see like different parallels. Oh, I'm sure that people will connect with this. You know, there's times where you hope for something and you, you pray to a higher power and it doesn't go the way you hoped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Only how often do you get a chance to then like actually go talk to them in person and be like, Hey, what's the deal? and then have them turn out to be like, oh yeah, I don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. more of you that will, will come back and worship me. I actually, on a,
0: on a one hand, as, as they were going in there, I was like, are we going to get the the standard Hollywood thing of, look how idiotic people are who trust in higher powers. And because that, that's often a subtext when yeah. they, with, they're, they're trying to couch it in some noble thing of, no, no, we're exploring the higher meaning of, of, you know, like of, of unmet expectations and, and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and, and but I'm like, yeah, you got people who don't believe in any kind of a God trying to write about what it's like for people who do. That's that yeah. doesn't work for me always because it always ends up coming across in a mocking way. And I, I wondered if it, for a second that was where it was kind of going with this of like, oh, look, he prayed to a God. The God didn't answer. And and the they, God didn't care.
2: They could have leaned into it. But then here comes Thor, another God that's coming mm-hmm. in to, and saying, no, you right, have to protect he, your people. You which, have to go Which win. he
0: abandoned. And left to, you know, Tessa, so he could do whatever. I'm just saying that, like, it. uh, that was my concern as it went in was, is this going to be another one? The The Simpsons does it a lot. I I loved The Simpsons, but that was what finally got me to stop watching it was just like, look, I just, I get there's there's a way you can parody faithful people and how they act in culture. Because there is culturally some goofy stuff that all people who are devout or religious do. It just is. And especially to people who are outside of it. It looks really weird. Mm -hmm. I get that. But it, then when it takes the turn to mocking and just like, well, they're stupid because they do this, that's where you lose me. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know if that's where this was kind of – if it was trying to go for that Did higher plane. feel it plane. went there? No. I, yeah. I, I, I think they backed off a little bit. But the well, Council of the Gods didn't help when they go to the, the <laughs> world on uh, yeah. uh, Omni Planet or whatever God they call City it. or whatever. And and Zeus was just like, all right, everybody, get ready for the orgy next month, and yeah. it's like, come on.
2: But I but I think having Thor You're there is the what balanced it out. Is Thor is coming and saying, no, we have to take care of people. Let's go take care of this this god killer, this god butcher. Right, it. right, right.
0: But what I'm and saying, then, as well is as the, the, Thor's the on the, the overly goofy when, comedy, though.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying they could have gone that way, but they did balance it. They you did, know, the, and
1: for. And, and and the, even the
2: believers at the front.
1: Yeah. I think for for those, of, just in case, if somebody is listening to this spoiler mm-hmm. and hasn't seen it, the really the plot is, is that uh, Gore is, he's killing the gods and he's trying to get to the center of the universe or yeah. whatever. And there is, Infinity. Yeah. Infinity. And it's been told that the first person there is going to get be granted one wish. Mm-hmm. And his wish, what he's trying to do at that time, because he's so angry, is he's going to go wish all gods to be dead. Yeah. And so.
0: Right. Well, at first he's killing them and yeah. then you think that his ju- he wants to just kill them all but then as 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 we go along with the plot we realize that there's a more efficient way to kill them all rather than hunting them down as you can get it's rid of them all one. at once mm-hmm. yeah. and so what what we don't know is how what does he need like why does he keep killing them one by one if the, if his end goal is eternity getting to the the character eternity um How's he going to do yeah. that? And then we find out how Thor fits in with all of that. And, mm-hmm. now this Which is, a, is, of course, that, that Stormbreaker is the the key. Why Stormbreaker the is the key, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Because Mjolnir should be the same.
1: Well, well I'm going to say this is a big, huge, giant, massive spoiler. So for, again, one more big. <laughs> as one. We're good. I, I <laughs> thought Hollywood is going to. I thought I had figured it out. I thought they were going to do. Because they say that the first one there is going to get their wish. Mm-hmm. And I thought the whole time, I am like, okay, really what's going to happen is that I thought Thor was going to get there. And I thought he was going to grant the wish to re- get rid of the cancer so from Jane. Jane would, be okay. would be okay. And I thought this is exactly how this is going to go. And the whole movie was seemed to be leading up to that. But that's not what happened.
2: Which I loved.
1: Yeah. Which I, I which uh, it was. That it was would heart- be the heartbreaking. easy way. Yeah. It if would they have been cancer. the easy way out. Yes. But yes. I was really surprised because uh, Gore gets he gets the wish and and it was it was amazing to see how that they were taking that 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 pathway to go down because I think that that everybody expected that. And uh, that's not what happened. It was really interesting to me to watch that. Well,
2: and it was great to see the, the the similar, the the juxtaposition of Jane has cancer, she's dying. And then the Necrosword, yes, it will go and help you kill gods, but it curses the one yeah. who is wielding it. Yes. So, uh, so kind of the, the cancer of the Necrosword, the cancer of the rage, the jealousy that is consuming gore and literally that's killing him and changing him. So I loved that, you know, the cancer of... Hate and the cancer of you know physical cancer. And well, but
0: it was also because Mjolnir was killing her too more than it was before. So each time each one of them held the power totem, mm-hmm. it was killing them more. But one wanted to do good with their power, and one did not. Yeah, want yeah. To do and good I think Gore even
1: kind of mentioned that he's like, "Look, you're same yeah, you're 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 dying. This is and you're using you're using this the tool of a god, but it's mm-hmm. really it's killing you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it doesn't care." And it was so – it brought it back because you wanted to think that Mjolnir is 100%. Like in a, you, I wanted it to you, save her. You're
2: so bad. You're so bad. Like yeah. story arc-wise, character-wise. Yeah. And you – oh, and particularly since we got a little bit more of like the romantic backstory of yes, Thor Yes, I want to talk about Jane's that after romance. the break
0: though because I'd like yes, to go yes, yes, over yes. all okay. that. Okay. So let's take a break now and then when we come back, we'll talk about the romantic arc between uh, Thor and multiple – things in the movie because it wasn't just jane and that was one of the funnier parts that uh, i thought of the movie was was how they dealt with all of thor's uh i don't know if it's romantic entanglements but uh, yeah. at the very least emotional <laughs> emotional attachment so we'll talk about that when we get back here on fan effect All right, Fan Effect segment two. We're talking about Thor, Love and Thunder. We left off on our discussion as we came to the romantic entanglements. We talked about uh, we, we we thought that Thor was going to use his wish to bring Jane back, the the woman he loved, the one that got away, um, the one that came back and then looked like him. For a narcissist, that was probably. Oddly uh, attractive in a, in a completely weird way. As not only, this was a girl that he loves, but now she looks just like him, who he also loves a lot.
1: They had, uh, I thought they did like the, a recap. You know, they went back and showed. In fact, at first, it, it, caught, it happened so fast. They, But they're going back to show when they first met, it would have been during the first movie mm-hmm. right after the first movie and it showed them how that they were like going to like halloween parties together right. and watching movies together and, and, and part of that was together. funny was seeing natalie portman just
0: being like the silly girlfriend kind of yeah. a thing like we're and it was obviously this is where the taika waititi comedy works for me see yeah having silliest sides like this works the scene that that I had such a hard time with was the first scene in Ragnarok where he's talking to surter the fire demon and he like twirls around he's like just a minute let me get back oh that I, was love that. I love the part yeah. but that was the part but like but where it works really well is stuff like this where they're like having dinner they're going roller skating together like they're doing all the silly things that if you've ever watched any movies from the 80s that's what people did
1: sure yeah I understand they're
0: watching. they they're having popcorn together and watching a it's movie the and then it's the montage you, mm-hmm. right and you watch them start to drift apart as things happen and he has to leave and then eventually
2: And they're both kicking butt. I have to say that. You know, Jane Foster is being an amazing astro theoretical astrophysicist, whatever her thing is. So,
0: okay. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm glad you pointed that out Mm -hmm. because she was.
2: Sorry, female. Had to. No, that's okay. Yeah. This was a
0: great character. Like, there was, except for that she died at the end. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But uh, I thought there was a way they maybe could have saved her. But
1: we wanted her to. But I thought that, I thought the ending they gave her was. Was appropriate and She, she, and certainly, wasn't yes. she certainly wasn't fridged.
0: She certainly wasn't frigid. All yes. this stuff was not to drive Thor as his motivation for the movie. It was. It was the climax. To all of the things, and it was her own choice. She had the option to stay behind and, and die or, or try to get better of cancer, mm-hmm. or grab the hammer. And knowing that it would probably be her last time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was a choice that was in her hands, and and it was a good choice. And she ended up helping save the day. And how cool was her being able to split the hammer apart? Oh, my so God, take out a whole bunch of people all at once, and then have it come back
1: together was amazing. I'd never did seen they, anything like that.
0: did it in the comics? At no, all, or I don't know. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, my understanding is Melinda never got smashed no, in the so, comics. Okay. Okay. Hella okay.
1: breaks it, and then apparently she goes and gets the hammer. You see all the pieces of the hammer, and they can't lift the pieces up, so they put a little monument around yeah, it Yeah, with
0: but grass underneath. With it grass, it
1: was great. But then when she when she does grab the hammer, it reassembles itself, and she'll swing that hammer, and those pieces will fly off and just magically hit all the bad guys, and then comes back. I thought that was so cool. Well, I you notice it.
2: it gathered a bit of the necromancer when that the necromancer. Yes, at the, the, the end, the yeah, that was how mm-hmm. they
1: were able mm-hmm. to destroy the sword. That's
2: so cool,
1: so
0: cool, uh, so. The fact that she had the power. So this goes back to the montage yeah. is where Thor whispers to Mjolnir that, you know, you need to protect Jane. Mm-hmm. And and love that's what that. it ended up doing. So mm-hmm. Mjolnir calls to Jane. She goes to New Asgard. When she gets near the hammer, all the pieces start swirling on their own. And then the next time you see her is as Thor when they're fighting off the shadow demons in New Asgard mm-hmm. when Thor finally shows up with Stormbreaker. And, and then Thor sees her for the first time. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and then, this it, and this was the part um, I didn't think about. ABBA last summer playing, was it that part? Or, oh, yeah. That was in the montage? Oh, either way, someplace it was playing. Uh, yeah, there happy. was a
0: lot of good songs that played, mm-hmm. including Rainbow in the Dark, which that was one that was that right was off amazing. the Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Welcome to the Jungle, that didn't surprise me. That's in they almost every movie They had a, they had a now.
1: lot of reference to Guns N' Roses in this yeah. movie, though, and like the, the boy, Hamdels. Uh, uh, Son, he has in his his room. He was his wearing, name Axel. Yeah, well, that's what he want to go by. It was Axel, oh, and then he said, he went. He had a Guns N' Roses t shirt in his bedroom. He had a Guns N' Roses poster. I'm like, it was like said, it was a love letter straight to the 80s. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm Doll's son. I, it, Axel to me is it's either Axel Rose
0: or Axel the kid from Modern Family, where in the very first episode, <laughs> Patricia Heaton's like, you know how you think it'd be cool to name your kid after like a rock star? Well, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> So Uh, I loved it. Back to Jane. But no, so as I was saying with Jane, she has the ability to to command Mjolnir based on what Thor had done whispering to Mjolnir the way that Odin had whispered to Mjolnir, whosoever is worthy shall possess the power of Thor. Mm -hmm. So both of those things work. So Jane's worthy or she wouldn't be able to lift the hammer and she's able to wield the hammer like you know, Captain America style and better than Captain America, obviously, because she can do stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wasn't using the broken hammer either. He was <laughs> using the one that they ripped from the timeline. Yeah. Uh, she uses it well. She, she, Thor now, this was the part that I thought was really cool. This was the part that I did not expect, but was highly humorous. Uh, so for Thor, it's like Mjolnir's not just a hammer. It's like, it's an entity. It's like a thing. It's its 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 own thing. So So he's like talking to it. And then then him talking to it makes Stormbreaker jealous. (laughs) Yes. That to me was the funniest running subplot was how Stormbreaker was jealous and petty and like the scene where like it starts floating slowly into the scene like, hey, what about me? And it
2: like, is turning its head towards him. It doesn't right. make sense because it's, it's an axe. It's yeah. a Stormbreaker, but it's beautiful. To
0: me, that was that was the funniest running subplot was the jealousy <laughs> that Stormbreaker
1: had well, for and he, has, well, he, and he finally He tries to make up Stormbreaker and he has him he like poured what, that beer on the, on the <laughs> have your first beer have your first beer, beer. <laughs> and it was it was funny it was really funny. So <gasps>
0: that's what time where the goofiness works like that. Uh, that's a goofy part of Thor that I think works and is funny, and it's it's in the moments where you can be lighter. It's it was for me it was always like you know you, there can be parts you're serious. This one swung a little bit wildly to where it was like really serious for a long time, really and then it was like really goofy for a while, <laughs> and then it was really serious. So. It, it was really a roller coaster. Which I guess
2: is life. You know, life is like that it too. Is. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I just didn't. Uh, I didn't dislike it. I actually, I, I think I kind of like this in a in a weird way better than Ragnarok. The only thing I think Ragnarok had over it was was Loki, which this didn't have any Loki, yeah. and, mm-hmm. except for the tribute on Thor's back in a tattoo. That was, was amazing. All <laughs> right, who's
2: the first fan to get that? We got to watch Twitter for that. Yeah. Uh, going into the darkness, though. How terrifying is gore? Uh, so he comes out It is when we first see Jane and they're fighting and it's these dark shadow, demon spidery creatures. They, they move really eerily. It very much reminds me of like the 1950s, like the giant bugs attacks type movies that mm. they used to do uh, yeah. with this, the cinematography there. And like how much they pull the kids into it. And I totally wrote this down when, when he goes and takes the kids uh, of Asgard, which was great to see all the different aliens and stuff there. Uh, they're part of the children. That was more terrifying than the Candyman in Chitty Chitty Bing. I was just going to say
1: that. <laughs> Literally. That was awful. I'm like, oh,
2: I would not let my niece see this. This is yeah. a little too dark.
1: I, well Wait, but, what? What? Yeah. Oh, the, the candy, the, the, the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, you don't remember that? the it's guy the He kidnaps the kids and he puts like little lollipops on the, it's terrifying. And he's
2: knocking on the doors trying to get the kids to come yeah. out and they're hiding. I don't think
1: I've ever finished that movie. Oh my goodness. The
2: movie's pretty good, the musical's not that great, so. but... <laughs>
0: But there's it, oh and it, so I didn't know I, that's not a character I'm familiar with. So that's no, yeah. so interesting. Oh, oh and cr-
2: even like the carriage and stuff, how he takes the kids in. It's, yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very similar to it, that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: this was so he the Gore has this sword and he could control those shadows and mm-hmm. these shadow beasts come out and oh. I, I love what they did. It was like. They were in shadow, mm-hmm. so you never got a good light on them to, to see all. But which it, made him terrifying. It, which made him even scarier. You would see one that come out, look like spider legs, and then not one. Is that like a snake, or you're not sure? And they're they're kidnapping the children <gasps> and taking them. And I thought that was it was really well done. Mm-hmm. And very end when they get to they're because they he's taken the he took the color right yeah, out of to it to
2: the shadow, whatever the right, shadow. When planet. they go
1: to the shadow world, anytime yeah. there's light, color
0: shows up. But when yes. there's no color. Or when there's when it's dark, it's black and white. Which yeah.
2: was such a great cinematic choice. It looked great on film. And like it, it almost made it hard to watch, though, in those those fighting scenes because of it. But it just added to the feel and the layers of the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> and I mean, I, I, talk about how dark Gore was. The, he had the ultimate tragedy, right? right? And he is, like I said, I think he was a fantastic villain. I honestly think he thought he was doing the right thing. 100%. I don't think he ever... He didn't think of himself as like, this is selfish. I think he was trying to say, I don't want anybody else to suffer. Yeah. And he just got, he had, he had a bad experience with this one guy. So he just is on the blanket. It was like, they're all have to go mm-hmm. to stop this from everybody. And so his motivation to me was more realistic than a lot of the other villains. And I thought it was interesting when he was like fighting at the end, he was talking to them and he was giving his reasons for what he was doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some of them made sense. Like, okay, I, I could see where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't hate him, but I did fear him, if that yes, makes sense. Yes, yes,
2: that's a good way to put it. You know, it's it's kind of like you see those memes going around that's like Thanos was right.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> there yeah. There are too
2: many of us. We should do something about it. I can see people kind of having that the same thought with, with Gore is there's, there are points that he is making that make sense to some individuals, um, and but it's done in a very creepy, creepy way.
0: Well, that's good because mm-hmm. that's the effect that they want you to feel yeah. as you're watching it. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm I'm kind of more tolerant of villains that would be considered underdeveloped by some. Mm-hmm. I think you can't... If you're going to take every villain and try to give them their whole backstory so that you don't think that they're the bad guy, they're just misunderstood, I think that works for some. But you know what? I mean, when did we enjoyed these stories before we needed to know why the villains did what they did. And so I'm okay with having some that are just like... They're just bad. Oh, yeah, I understand. Like, I think I okay talked about this a couple of years
1: ago, though. In James Bond, the good James Bond movies are when you have a formidable bad guy, right? And the bad James Bond movies are when it's just you're just like, eh, this guy's or a girl. I don't, you know, I don't care. And I think that Marvel's- Well, and that's the,
0: the thing. Is I, I, I was actually getting to that point. Yeah. I think you're on. I, I think we're on the same track. But with Gore, we knew he wasn't going to kill Thor. And we knew that he wasn't going to, you know, eradicate the Marvel universe, right? Mm-hmm. So we know this going in because when we, we go into a movie, we're rooting for the good guys to win. Right. The question is, what's it going to cost them along the way? It's not going to cost them their lives because we we got to have the stories. Superman's death—it was very well done, and it was fun to like. Wow, what would the world be like without a Superman? Mm-hmm. Okay, it was fun to imagine that. Now let's get him back.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And then that—we knew that was going to happen, even when they DC canceled all his titles for a few months in the nineties.
2: <laughs> you knew and he, he had was to coming give back. Up the the band.
0: And why? Because he's a moneymaker. Yeah, you know, if if the if the Blue Beetle dies. Fifty people care, and that's about it. Sorry, <laughs> Kellyanne. There's probably some Marvel heroes that, if they died, I would care, and maybe ten other people, but then nobody I just else would. the blue
2: beetle that you pulled. Up. I like blue beetle. <laughs> I love blue beetle. But Booster Gold. Oh,
0: give the Booster Gold's even worse. I don't even know what he does.
2: That's what's so good about him. Oh. <laughs> He's the hero from the future. Yeah, it's from the future. He's pulled himself. Okay. And it's Billy West that voices him. It's fantastic.
0: So, but with Gore, so I knew Gore wasn't going to be able to kill. The question was, who was Gore going to be able to kill? And then was it going to be one of the characters that we cared about? So that takes some of the tension out is, is you know, the only question at this point is, what is it going to cost Thor? Because this is Thor's movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is it going to cost Jane? You know, is he going to kill Jane? I'm glad that when the way Jane died, it was more self-sacrificial than Gore managing to get it done and mm-hmm. then Thor having to 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 avenge him. But
2: well, but Thor was also this looking is for a purpose at the beginning. So I, I like that. That's that's tied into well. Now it as he has well. a purpose
0: because he has the 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 guy's kid. That's well, his purpose. Eventually, yes.
2: But even the purpose of finding a mission when he splits away from from the Guardians, like he was trying to find a purpose uh, yeah. with the with have, the
0: God. Well, but like, where yeah. does all this self doubt come from? He
1: had plenty of purpose in the first two Thor movies. I think Thanos took it from him. Yeah, I think it took. I think that people have talked about like when when you get at the end of. You know end game and it comes back to infinity war each Avenger handles depression those five different stages and mm-hmm. Thor's in denial yeah and he is he's having you know I think Captain America is he's ex- showing acceptance he's trying to move on mm-hmm. he's trying to move on and I think Thor is in denial I think he He's the one I think took it the hardest because he felt like I could have been the one. I should have hit Thanos in the neck. Um, And so I think he kind of lost some of his swagger. That's why what's interesting to me when you said you didn't like that part in Ragnarok when he's spinning around (laughs) and he's like, I'll be right back. I actually love that because I think at that point Thor is super cocky. You know, he's cocky because he's and he's using that because he doesn't have he hasn't been. Defeated yet? He is He's never really lost. And things
2: have always bounced yes. back. Loki has come back. Yes. Uh, yes. He's been able to go back after being banished. He's but he always has been, been able been to bounce defeated. Back Remember
0: before. when he first tried to lift the hammer? That was like his lowest point
1: because that was when he knew he wasn't worthy. But he always but That was development. Back. That wasn't defeated. That was just I think more of a development because he had to become a better person. Then once he became that, once he became worthy of that, he really didn't have any. He he, he was he is the he's point break. He's the most powerful, right? So. <laughs> So. <laughs> the strongest well, Avenger. And you yeah. look at
2: his personality. He's kind of happy-go-lucky, even when hard things have happened to him. You know, my brother turned into Snake and stabbed me. Haha, so funny. Things have always kind of worked out for him before. But then, like, he loses his mother. He loses his brother. He loses his well, father. Scene... He loses Asgard. Mm-hmm. Thanos. Everything kind of pulls him down. I think he's really doubting himself at this point, and he's trying to find purpose. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, he— but he
0: got that back in Endgame. That was part of the reason it was cool that he kept the fat body was because he was cool with where he was. And, you know, he he was okay with uh, with Captain America. In fact, he was excited that Captain America could lift the hammer. Remember how he looked nervous the first time Captain America (laughs) went to lift the hammer? By this point, he was like, yeah.
2: But he's still trying to deal with all those changes and he still doesn't have Jane. We don't have Loki again. Like, he's still trying to deal with these changes in his life and he's always had kind of the happy-go-lucky golden retriever happy personality type yeah. of thing and now kind of life is really hitting him in the face after thousands I, of years. Well
1: I think the one of the most of almost all the Marvel movies the one uh, is in Infinity War is when he's talking to Rocket Raccoon. Uh, yeah. And there he is and he finally I feel like you are seeing Thor really talk about it. he talks about how he lost his mom. Yeah. How he lost his dad. He lost. He goes, my brother, and then he goes like, I lost my brother again. And he goes, I think my brother really is dead this time. And you could see that because I think Thor had been pushing that away, mm-hmm. and you saw that coming through. I think he's learning. I think he's actually accepting that now, and he was dealing with that, and he was trying to, to do that the best that he could do. And mm-hmm. and, and so I think that's why he's a fascinating, more a very fascinating yes, character yes, to yes, me. Yes, yes. So I, I like that.
2: And I think as someone who. Is essentially joyful, like myself, but then also struggles with anxiety and cyclic depression and stuff. I, I liked kind of seeing that where he doesn't just keep going happy go lucky, but he he does struggle with that and come out to a better point, point because of the experience. Yeah,
1: but mm-hmm. I I gotta say this, and he accepts the tragedy, and I I don't know if you want to talk about this right now, but I loved how I didn't understand the title of Love and Thunder till the last line of the movie. Right.
0: Loved it. Loved That's it. her name
1: is Love. Yes. I, I love, love and that, thunder and except, the whole time when I was watching, I, was lo- lo- I announced Love and Thunder. I assumed but I was like, Hey, Thunder, Thor, Thor Love, love Jane. 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 That's what it was. I thought I thought we they're going to. And it was kind it. of goofy, and it yes. felt
0: like a title, title of a movie about yes. this.
1: Yes, but at the very end, you or find thunder, out rock and roll. Yeah, you know? Gore. He with his wish, he wishes his daughter back, and he brings her, and she comes back. But Gore dies because the sword has taken him. And he, but he asked Thor, "Is like, we watch after her and he, Thor does. And her name is love. And that's mm-hmm. the very end of the movie. You see them together. You have love and thunder. And I loved that. I thought that was so. You loved amazing. love? I love love. I, I like, like, and I love love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was great. I just, it just, I didn't see that coming because the whole time I thought I knew. So I was pleased with that. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. This seems like a natural place for a break because when we get back for the final segment, I want to talk about some different scenes. Like, let's dig into some scenes and all right. explore, and 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 then we'll talk about the post-credit scenes and what that sets up for the future, and that awesomely hilarious cameo that half the people in the theater immediately recognized, and the other <laughs> half had to ask, "Why are you all reacting like that?" <laughs> so we'll do that when we get back here <laughs> on Fan Effect. Fan effect, final segment, Thor, Love, and Thunder. We've talked about a lot of the different segments, a lot of the different elements of the film, but now I want to dig into a few scenes that I thought were, uh, are worth discussing because I'm sure these things will be on people's minds after they have seen Thor, Love, and Thunder.
2: The, the disropement.
0: The disrobement. (laughs) But let's talk about the whole scene in the City of the Gods. So they go to the City of the Gods to ask for help. We need an army to help fight Gore. We can take him. He's just one. But if we can raise an army, we can do this. But when they get to the council, they weren't invited, and it's by invite only. So they have to beat up some (laughs) other gods and wear their clothes and then sit in. And that leads to several hilarious things, not the least of which is Russell Crowe as Zeus. Oh, Oh, my gosh.
2: I loved it. And
0: he's... Got the curly as curly a beard as he can have in live action. That's not cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, he enters. He's a big showman. He throws his thunderbolt around, and you know he he shows off. He's the big man. Everybody's cheering. Thor is a huge fan he's of a, Zeus.
1: I Thor, Thor is fangirling so hard yeah. for Zeus. It was and awesome. The <laughs>
0: girls are like, "We got to get down to business." The Jane's like, "I'm not going to wait any longer." <laughs> They're
1: just ready to go. And yeah.
0: Korg is just along for the ride. <laughs> Korg gives him. <laughs> They were talking. Who's <laughs>
1: talking while I'm talking? They were. They
0: were.
1: <laughs> I love it. But when they, they – I have to say this, though. There was an audible – when there's that scene because <laughs> Thor gets chained up, right? Yes. Boom. And, I, and then Zeus comes along, and he's like, let's find out who you are underneath that disguise. And what happens is, boom, flicks all close off. I was sitting next to Kelly, and I, I heard oh an my. audible, <sighs> Did you not see that in the trailer?
2: I did, but still, it's on a very big screen. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's
0: me. a good point. You know, Chris Hemsworth. This is a good thing he works out, right? Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah,
2: he worked out more than any other film for this one. So
0: the the I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but the Saturday Night Live sketch. I can't recommend it to everybody, but it's it's a it's a fake American Express commercial. I don't know if you remember, there's like a black and white and they have like some Hollywood actor that talks about <laughs> something of this. And and in his spoof, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I know what it's like to be difficult. He's like, when I came to Hollywood, I had to walk around for three days before I landed a huge <laughs> role. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it was really humbling when they said, uh, well, I mean, we wanted someone to. To play Thor, we didn't actually expect an actual god to show up to the audition. <laughs> and so, it's perfect. Uh, yes. Uh, so there's the scene where he he they. He flicks away too much of the disguise, yeah. and everyone gasps, and all the girls' eyes go wide. Well, like, well it's not even
1: just the girl; all the, so it shows the the stage, a podium, <laughs> Zeus there, all the girls, and even the guards who are oh, Holy Spirit. some of spirits. Like, like Aphrodite they, had to be one of those. They, even, they, like, get, they, they even got a little weak need. It was—I mean, everybody was well, affected.
2: Valkyrie's definitely by because she was like, "Oh yeah, yes, I, so yeah,
1: I'm, no." I'm that
0: was that, that was officially <laughs> made in this, and then she kisses the girl's hand as they're escaping later. <laughs> so the whole scene where we find out that. The Council of the Gods isn't a whole lot better than the one uh, that uh, Gore had killed earlier. And they're not necessarily willing to help. Can we borrow your thunderbolt? Oh, you mean this thunderbolt? They're very yeah. conceited. And then they conceded. have to steal it from him. The, the, but then... Thor kills Zeus. Or at least looks like he yeah. does. Well, the, Just, thing it,
1: the thing about that... That one surprised me. I was like, yeah, well, that's going to have some repercussions. <laughs> yeah, that's going to reverberate. The whole time, though, is the irony is that... They're there appealing to the gods, and the gods are doing exactly what Gore says they're going to do. They do not care. Yeah, they're, they're self they're, they're self serving. Mm-hmm. They do not. So everything that Gore has said is you're you're watching this come through. But Thor's still trying to to do what's right. And like you said, and it, when he threw that thunderbolt at Zeus. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. All I time I was like, "I'm like, that's gonna affect everything." I mean, right. like yes. everything. Yeah. So, well,
0: and well he's and the most powerful
2: and like popular god. Ooh, that would make everyone else mad as well.
0: Apparently, yeah. the only person who gets killed by a shot through the midsection is Qui Gon Jinn because, like, everybody else <laughs> seems to be surviving these things these days. I don't this know if this, I don't Did know you ever see the,
1: the old movie, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Last Action Hero? Yeah. When he gets shot, and then they put him in the film, and the doctor's like, what is, it, what, what is this? This it's isn't
0: like, even a flesh yeah, wound. So this isn't even a
1: flesh wound. It's like, he got shot to the chest. No big deal. So, uh, yeah, it's exactly true. Because so, he, he comes back at the but end. But he comes right? back yeah, at the yeah. end. And yeah. then we
0: get the great cameo see. at the end with... Um, this didn't surprise me. Once we saw Zeus, I said, "Oh, we are going to get to see Hercules." When they first said Zeus was going to be in the movie, I wondered if we'd get to see Hercules in the movie. He's been a major yeah. member of the Avengers for years in the really? comics. Yeah. yeah. He's, so, it's a whole thing. And then and from what I saw in that final scene, they his 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 costume was comic accurate too. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's kind of like lots of skin bared but with little green striping around the edges and this weird little head
1: plate that yeah, he's got on. Yeah, he always on. wears. But that's what – because Zeus says that. Because at the very end, in the post-credits scene, you, he, you see Zeus survived. Right. And then he's talking to somebody, but you don't know who, and he's like, you've got to go down and basically yeah. annihilate Thor. When,
0: that, so when they, they don't pray to us anymore, mm-hmm. they just look for the superheroes, which I thought was a funny commentary as well on yeah. things. Yeah. But he's like, but how are they going to feel when the thunder god comes falling from the sky? Yeah. You know, who are they going to pray to then? Well, they'll have to look back to us. And so, and then he stands up, yes, Father. And it's uh, Brett Goldstein. Yes. <laughs> who plays Roy Kent on uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> Ted Lasso. It's- are we going to get our first f bomb in a Marvel movie? Yeah, when <laughs> they're getting darker and up. darker every time. <laughs> uh, we need Juno Temple
1: though, as uh, some other character, yeah. though.
0: That we got to complete the thing, or or Jason Sudeikis. But
1: and it did say though, like in the credits, it says Thor will return. Mm-hmm. So I didn't say when or what. Yeah, say they say when or what. But is going to return? So we're going to get another Thor. Uh, and and uh, I think they're setting it up for Hercules. That's what for, it looks sure, like, yeah. for sure. For yeah. sure. But yeah.
0: that's the question: Is will that happen as a side quest in? An Avengers movie, or will that uh, yeah. will it be another Thor movie? Seriously. I'd like to hope so. You know, I, I don't really? care. I don't mind having Taika Waititi come back, like do another movie. I'm okay with Taika Waititi doing this. I love Taika Waititi, and I love how funny he is. It just took me a bit to get used to Ragnarok, and this is another one where it was like, okay, I got to settle into the humor patterns, and, right. and it's good.
1: My my only concern with Taiko if he comes back is it's the – if they over, if they overplay it it's mm-hmm. the Adam Sandler problem right wow. when first Adam Sandler came it was so funny and everybody loved it and they see it again it's so funny but now they got to the point where they're like okay we've seen the same shtick. we need something new you know some of us don't get tired of that <laughs> oh right I,
0: I loved U V Halloween it was like an, I, Avengers I Endgame like of, of, of Adam Sandler
1: I movies like. I oh loved my it I, so I worry that, I worry that uh, people might get a little tired of that thing, but I thought this movie was great I, I'm pleased with it I, it was it was a a great movie it was a perfect summer movie like you said going back to the movie theaters and feeling be part of it again and I just thought that it was fantastic for that exact reason
2: I I liked it as well too I think my biggest thing was there was so much kind of dark and horror mixed into it it's great for grown ups it's great for those that are mature enough to it but then I feel bad for kind of the the younger individuals um, like, like my niece and nephew that are just they're just a little bit too young for this I wish it would have been a little bit more broader how old are they? Uh, nine and ten. Um, and the ten year old probably totally could handle it. But there's a lot more swearing in this movie. There was a lot of uh, kind of semi-sexual references, things like that, that make it a little bit harder it, it, if you have smaller children. Yeah, I I, so I, think... I wish it would have. I, I wish they would have not made it quite as dark and found a, a a bit more of a skewed towards Ragnarok balance versus skewed towards like a Doctor Strange too. I yeah. guess.
1: I mean, Doctor Strange was. Incredibly dark.
2: Wonderful, but you knew yeah. that they can't. Yeah. They put it they, out. They as told Lord. people
1: that, and I think yeah. some people were shocked by that. Though they're like, I can't believe how dark it was. This is not this, this is not that dark. No. This is not that dark, but. Although it does go black and white at one point, it's yeah, so dark. terrifying. And the gore. goats run into the moon. Oh, the and goats were never mentioned. That goats. was one of my
0: favorite parts. <laughs> I love. Did you know that those goats have names and they were in the comics too? Like it's like Toothbreaker tooth- and Toothnasher. Toothnasher, tooth-nasher. and Toothgrinder. Oh, yeah. I
2: loved it. And I love that they're pulling their And the, the screaming the goats ship. of course.
0: Yeah. You could tell that the people on the planet were so happy to send them off with. Yeah.
2: That got a little annoying. The
0: screaming of the goats. That was the whole point Point. That's but the like, whole point.
2: Of the as I was leaving, people were talking about that's the best part. I'm like, okay, I teach their own. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't call it the best part, but it was funny. I, <laughs> they were supposed to be annoying, and they were to be. Uh, to be
1: yeah. fair, yep, yep. and I thought I have to say I forgot. I forgot, uh, Skarsgård. Can't remember, Doctor Selvig. Yeah, he actually had a little brief little cameo again yes. too, which I thought oh, was did? cool. Yes, he did. Yeah, he was talking she to Jane. She
0: calls him when <gasps> she's lit, right, getting cancer treatment. Zoom I call. thought it was okay, nice
1: okay. that they they brought him back with uh, mm-hmm. the little little moments. I, I always liked his character when he interacted with Thor, so I thought it was fun to have him back. And I thought that they did really good fan service for setting up how amazing Thor was. I was wondering, I, the whole time I was wondering. Are they going to bring Loki? Is it, it going to be anything in there? I was
2: my Loki dress hoping. Uh, yeah. Hoping. Well, I,
1: somebody had, I heard somebody said that they thought that Hella was going to come back too. And I was mm-hmm. like, how are they going to do that? So I, I actually, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they just focus on Thor yeah. and his story of what he's going through. I mm-hmm. thought it was great.
0: Well, I like, you know, the serialized nature and that you always have to come up with uh, another story, another story. That's part of the reason that these characters come back. You know, yeah. you create a really good arc with a character. I, the only character I can think of that's had two really good arcs in a row where they, they they saw that this first time was really well done. The only one that comes to my mind immediately um, uh, is in Spider-Man. There was a stretch where he fought a guy named the Sin Eater. And it was a guy who uh, – he that's killed cool the police name. captain. And then he killed like a judge. And then he killed like a priest. And he – He he, he wore a mask and he kind of looked like – he kind of looked like Storm Shadow from G.I. Joe except Mm -hmm. his mask was green and he had like – and so Spider-Man has teamed up with this police detective, um, Max – I can't remember Max. But anyway, him and Max are trying to solve this crime and eventually um, Spider-Man finds out that the Sin Eater is Max, the guy he's supposedly helping – is the actual guy and so Spider-Man loses it and he nearly beats him to death. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. And then he takes him in. In fact, it's really only Daredevil that uh, like talks him into like back off, sure. man. You're you're going to kill this guy and and he feels like um you know, when it turns out Max had mental illness or something like that and he tries to apologize and Spider-Man's like, sorry, tell that to this person you killed. Tell this to the judge. Tell that to the priest or better yet, tell it to the captain. And like – so at any rate, that's the end of scene. It's a really – it was a really compelling story arc. Years later, maybe five or six years later in the comics, Stan gets released from jail for some reason. And Spider-Man goes to, like, like, oh, you think you're out. Mm-hmm. He goes to kind of threaten him. And when he finds him, like, he's, he's got a stutter and he's got a limp and he uses a cane. And it's because Spider-Man beat him so bad it caused brain damage and it physically scarred him mm-hmm. for life. And, and he's not even – he's like, no, it's okay, Spider-Man. I deserved it. And now Spider-Man suddenly is questioning his mm-hmm. own – so now he's fighting Electro and he he can't. He can't get out of his own head and Electro beats him for like the first time ever. And it's uh, – so then it's like this whole crisis for Spider. So this secondary arc of uh, the, when the Sin Eater comes back and then eventually, you know, Stan, you keep seeing Sin Eater showing up in Stan's mind as he's, he tries yeah. to get a job. He can't get a job because he's a felon. He's going to fall behind on his rent. And meanwhile, the whole time Sin Eater's like, Stan, we've still got work to do. Mm-hmm. And it was like two completely separate arcs that were so compelling and so good. And then at the end, he dresses up as Sin so that the police will shoot him. Oh. And that, that finally puts to end his nightmare. And Spider-Man kind of gets his mojo back and like, you know, you, you, you still got to try to do good even though, you know, even though this happened. It's, yeah. Sorry, that was a long way to just get around to. It's okay, but it's it's hard to find multiple arcs in comics because when you keep bringing them back, it tends to sometimes dilute what made the first story or or the second story so good. I don't know if Scene Eater's come back a third time. I, mean, I don't know how he could. He's dead. But uh, if he did, it would dilute those two powerful mm-hmm. arcs. So I'm kind of with you like – if they don't bring back Hella, I'm good with that. If yeah. they don't bring back, you know, Gore shouldn't be able to come back. I, I don't want necessarily to see these things just because we like them. I mean, with, that's kind of what we're getting in a lot of different fandoms mm-hmm. right now. We're going to get another Harry Potter movie sometime soon. We're going to get, you know, w- where it's actually the Harry Potter characters, not like Fantastic Beasts.
1: This, you know, you, I, I want to talk about Fanex for just one second. Sure. Here. Mm-hmm. The very first Fanex. That I was ever involved in, <clears throat> David Prowse was there, Darth Vader, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And what you think, what you remember from seeing the movies, and I remember I met him for the first time, and this, in he he passed away shortly thereafter. And he was, you know, it made me a little sad because he was, you know, it wasn't Darth Vader how I remembered it. I think people want to go back and revisit characters all the time. Yes, yes, we do because yes. of nostalgia. Yes, but it's not always the right call. And sometimes I think that's what's happened sometimes with some of our other fandoms where they come back to they do this, but then it leaves us like, oh, Dissatisfied. yeah,
0: because it can't live up to what Never we had built up in our mind. It's, to me, it's Star Wars.
1: Star Wars yeah. The
0: way they use the legacy characters, it didn't work for me. Now that we've seen the the, the the sequel trilogy, there's a part of me that wishes they had just set Poe and Ray and Finn. 10, 15 years even past that where all the original characters have gone. We don't know how they died. They all died off screen. Mm -hmm. Here's a new generation. Maybe they're their descendants. Sure. But because then what you end up with is, is being dissatisfied. The Book of Boba Fett. For me, the show was like, eh. It was good. I didn't hate it, but it didn't really speak to me. And but I was never a huge Boba Fett fan, so I was. But but I know had friends who were friends who were Boba Fett fans that didn't like it because he didn't do all the cool things that they'd played with their figures and imagined in their yeah. minds for forty yeah, years.
1: Absolutely, and it's that's the thing. It, it could never live up. But I thought with with. So I thought I I kind I w- I did want Hella to come back. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I did. Cause I liked I liked her character but i i didn't feel cheated at all when this movie was over i felt completely satisfied mm-hmm. yeah i was happy that
0: loki wasn't in it like yeah. if they could have found a good way to put him in he's a character that that's kind of his nature is to survive things that you can't think yeah. he'd survive like they've done a good job with creating that as a part of his of his character so if if loki ever shows up and and then we saw the planet full of lokis they didn't even die they're all <laughs> together on a yeah. in the in the end game world it He's okay, but you know, at least we got to see that Heimdall's in Valhalla, so yes. hopefully he won't come back from Valhalla. Because I, I love okay. Indra's but okay, he's his character's on the arc. I'm okay with some people staying dead, I really yeah, am. Absolutely. I, I
2: love that they included Valhalla in that cutscene because with all this talk about different gods and and uh. God's following through, hypocriticalness, things like that. There was a Valhalla at the end, and Jane was able to be welcomed there. Heimdall was there.
0: But see, now they're going to have to get to Valhalla he- because Jane's got to come back, and so yeah,
2: I, Thor will eventually die. And they'll, I don't they'll think hang out she's there. There. coming back. I don't think she's coming back
0: because hey, Natalie port money talks, my friends. <laughs> <Well, laughs> money, but, but here's talks. the thing:
2: so we have the big climax. They're finally at eternity. It's a beautiful shot scene. There's the reflection, and everything like that, and that's the moment when Gore, you know, asks. Thor and Jane's passing away. Um, If I stopped, if I didn't keep going, what kind of father would I be? Um, So even though we, we talked about this earlier, his motivation was love for his daughter, anger that she died and everything like that. Her love was also her love was also a big part of her. her. Keep fighting and everything like that. Thor's love for her, keep fighting everything like that. And he asked, you know, what do I seek? We all seek love. If we pulled Jane out of Valhalla and threw her back onto the mor- into mortal earth in the same MCU, I think that would kind of undo that that story arc, that feeling there. Like she. No, needs I to agree with you. That was my involved. whole point yeah. of
0: those story arcs and bringing people mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. I agree with you.
1: But it's probably going to happen still. Maybe I have to say I I think
0: Natalie
2: would stand up and be like, "No, no, thank uh, you." (laughs) I think
1: uh, for me, she was the real hero in the film because really, Thor didn't stop it. Right? He was Mm -hmm. trying to. Gore won at the end, but she she died. Yeah, and Gore Gore recognized the pain that that there that thor was feeling because mm-hmm. he had felt that mm-hmm. and that's what changed his motivation right there at the very end and that's what allowed him to make a different wish mm-hmm. instead and so i think she was the one that really she was the one that drove this whole story I, it's the perfect ending for her so i mean right. you never know what they'll do but i think she, i I love what they did with the character i thought it was great because i i thought i was worried that they were going to shy away from the cancer whole thing and i thought mm-hmm. they were going to make her let the Mjolnir heal her. And I love that they went with it exactly how they did. hundred percent. Okay. Well, I have got the ace in the hole to
0: play on the two of you. <laughs> All right. Here Talk we go. about, do you think that they'll mess with a perfect ending? I just have three words for you. Toy Story 4. Oh my gosh. That's
1: a hard oh. pill to swallow,
0: isn't it? <laughs> I'm just saying, I actually didn't mind Toy Story 4. I've I've long episodes. argued that I think that the greatest ending to the Toy Story story it would make it immortal in cinematic history is if they had died in the incinerator. That would have made <laughs> that t- movie t- immortal. Yeah. It would have been the bravest and boldest movie you could ever make with a kids movie, and it would have been an appropriate and and a fitting. End. Did you guys hear? No, did you man. guys hear
1: that that thump? That was my jaw dropping. Can you imagine all the children no, leaving know. The theater? Well, no. I know.
0: I know exactly people, what you're saying. It would make it, it the most scarring movie in history.
1: Here's the thing. But that's, that's why it would be so good. I'm, I'm trying so hard to stay here on <laughs> Love and Thunder. You, you went down Star Wars. I no, didn't go days on Star Wars. I could talk hours on them. Toy Story 4. There, okay, but the, that was some, my
0: point. Was like that. Yeah. The, 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 if you think Jane's safe because the story wrapped itself up well. Oh. Yeah,
1: well, I, I get what Toy you're saying.
0: Story 4, owned by the same company. <laughs> True. So... I, I, that's the only thing I can say. I hope you're right because I do like it when a story wraps up nicely. Yes. But I also
1: I also enjoyed Toy Story 4. I, yeah. Maybe I'm
0: weird, but I enjoyed Toy I'm Story 4. I'm curious to see
1: what they're going to do with the character of love in the future films.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't mind like a a little series with her in it. So
1: I'm curious to see what they're mm-hmm. going to do and how mm-hmm. they're going to handle that character. They gonna, I wonder if they'll not put her in the fridge, but just be like, he'll just pass her off to somewhere and like okay and then he'll go yeah, off fridge this. would be dead that would be yeah bad. i think he'll go off and maybe do more adventures but now he's if they killed her that would completely you... defeat the whole purpose of thor love yeah. and thunder right, I, so. sorry
2: i'm like dc minded you guys know that yeah. Um, yeah. so you have like the young tight your young titans and things like that is there like a young adventures
0: yes like, there's a young Avengers. okay so i don't know if she'll be part she be of it part but of she that? certainly could be
2: okay cool cool cool
0: does she have powers yeah
2: yeah because she was brought back by Eternity, she she's embedded with power. So she had like the laser eyes, and
0: but if thing. you wasn't if she you... holding something? Yes, she was. She's, she's a storm also Stormbreaker. He
1: she, gave her Stormbreaker. Yeah. right? I assume that's what gave her the power. Well, if you notice, it happened really quick. So the, the comic book, the Eternity character, you saw that. Yes. Oh, yes. and that was one of the things I wanted to talk about before we were done. Was they did a comic accurate Eternity? Yes, they did. I was very impressed with they that. they did that. But when at the very end of the film, uh, when she's there you can see her reflection in the water it's eternity her oh. reflection in the water oh, is, i didn't see that is the, i noticed it's, that but yeah, i thought
2: it was a cinematic choice no it's
1: it's it's the stars it's the plant it's the eternity body in her so she's got the power she has all oh, the power she's definitely going to play some key role yeah, in this thing yeah she's she's going to have all Maybe the power they
2: powers, do have to so. do another one
0: just yeah. let Jane be dead. Just let Jane be dead. <laughs> and then, let me Hashtag just say this. let Jane stay dead. <laughs> Kellyanne starting it. I,
1: and oh. let me just, I just have to say this real quickly right now. Because I got to get this off. I felt like Bonnie should... She really disrespected Woody at the end of yes. Toy Story 4.
0: <laughs> no, I just couldn't get... Okay, toy Story ah, came
1: out. Why would you bring that up? Why would you bring that I up, Andy? that's
2: your favorite toy uh, for like ages and then you lose it. You're not just going to... Well, meh.
1: she... And she promises... She promises Andy. He's like, take care of Woody. And she's like, I'm going to. And then she doesn't. And the it job. really bothered because me. Because the promise of a four-year-old hey. is binding for eternity <laughs> and
0: they never say things you that they forget about this later. This is on you, pal. This is on <laughs> you. Can...
2: Before I forget, can I say how delighted I am that they let um Jane have more of a humorous side in this film? Oh, yeah. I loved how like witty and just humorous she was, how she's trying to figure out what her catchphrase was eat my hammer.
0: Yeah, she couldn't yes. get the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, when Gore calls, and then we never get to find out what it is either because yeah. she whispers it to Thor. She it, it. It, yeah.
2: And then when Gore calls her Lady Thor, she's like, No, I am mighty Thor, or you can call me Dr. Jane Foster. Yeah. Which, yes. I love that yes, picture. that was that a that was a very humor.
0: female empowerment moment it 's okay, but yeah. legit I mean, like it 's earned her character is all of those things, her character is all of those things
2: loved it uh, yeah.
0: so one of the things i 'm glad you brought this up because I, I i this is something I thought while I was watching the movie, I thought Natalie Portman was outstanding, like so good. she can play all the emotions, she can play all the facial like I I think I tried to do something one time. I was like, what if I tried to act? Like, how would I do this? And I was like, I don't know how to portray anything besides enthusiasm and laughter. Like, I don't know how to do the other stuff. But she can be like – she can switch from like Mighty Thor to like Giggling Girl to – like all of it, like she can do all of the different emotions and scenes, mm-hmm. and, like and like you could phys- do, she could probably do it in one take too. where she could be like, and this is me depressed, and then like be convincing well, in mm. just a short moment. If
1: I think so, and she did it. She is, did all of them. Yeah, I think it was amazing. When of course when she was superhero, I think it's awesome to be that superhero. I thought the most poignant parts was when she was the cancer patient. Yeah. In in, in the, I thought the acting there was so good and so amazing. That you did get sucked into that, you couldn't help it. And when Thor was talking to her at the end, and he told her, he's like, "I love you," and she was talking to him, she's like, "Well, do you want me to be here? She was like, what do I, What's my future?" Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was so well done. And yeah, well, so, no, I guess I don't want you here. You should die so Gore can yeah. <laughs> make a better witch. Yeah, go, go better. <laughs> And I, I i loved I loved what she did there with that character. I thought I thought it was amazing. It was fun, and like you said, it was. Fun to go on the hero's journey with her because after she defeats the first bad guy, she's kind of like hyper and like I yeah. just my first bad guys it's and she's all excited guy. dancing you never around. Your first. yeah, that was a loaded and her line. And Valkyrie yeah, just
2: like knowing how to work with each other it was so great. Yeah, it was
1: amazing. It was a lot of fun and like she was like impatient when they visited the gods. She, we just go in there and we're gonna kick some butt. And we'll just tick this. We're going. I didn't yeah. hear
2: you say go. <laughs> yeah.
1: I thought Valkyrie was a little underused. So I
0: mean, for what she was supposed to be like part of a troika, but she didn't do a lot.
1: I think that they used her for a lot for photo shoots to have those amazing outfits when she was the president <laughs> at the very beginning. That they just was pretty different funny. Different outfits, looking at. Her. But I, yeah, I thought I think she was a little bit underused uh, in, the, in what's going on there. But
2: I liked her. I thought she was supportive, and I liked that they had siphon and everything like that. And you know, even though, even though she lost her arm,
1: what was oh my gosh, I forgot they even had the character Meeks. The Meeks was there the, well, yeah on the dry. Meeks, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be a. Well, yeah. What is he
2: actually? Insectoid alien. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, he was there for his brief moment. He takes a nice. heel turn in the comics. I wonder if they're going to do that in the show. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, he was the dead one that Korg was carrying around. Yeah. Oh,
2: he's, he's alive. Left. Look at that. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> and he takes oh, notes Gorg. on the whiteboard.
2: And I loved I loved Korg narrating throughout it. That was yes. a really fun one, uh, the, just to see him Listen telling up, young the ones.
1: children. Yes, with exactly. his little New Zealand <laughs> he, accent. He went he, from
2: dad Bud to god bod. <laughs> yeah. It was so good.
0: I yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I, I, I was gonna repeat one of Peter Quill's lines, but I'll leave that for the movie. But uh, <laughs> when Thor clumsily says it to Jane later, yeah, uh, how he wants to feel about her, yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Which is a great That's, point. that goes well. Which is a
2: great point. Love is pain. All right,
0: wild. so if you, uh, for me, I'm in about the three star range, somewhere between two and a half and three, probably three for Love and Thunder, because I didn't. It's not my favorite, but I liked it a lot. I liked it more than. And I liked it more than Ragnarok on first viewing. On first viewing, because I was a little bit more ready for it this time. I didn't say I didn't like Ragnarok. I just it took me a couple of viewings before I could really get get the, the yeah. get into what it was doing because I had to get over my my expectations of Thor. And so now that this is my expectation of how Thor is going to be, it was a lot easier like to it? take. It was a lot easier to take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like Taiko Waititi, you're going to struggle watching
1: this. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, if, you don't don't like, if you don't like, like if like if, if, if Ragnarok, if you didn't like Ragnarok, you will not like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, I say I give this three stars uh, and it's something I enjoyed and I'll, I'll watch it again. Uh, but I'm going to have to just say this and I know that everybody's probably done this before. It's really hard this summer because when you walk out after seeing Maverick
2: oh yes That's,
1: everything compares to that everything afterward. compares to that yeah. and you can't do that you can't yeah. do that because that movie was the first movie it's been years the second it was done I'm like I want to go right back in the theater and watch it again right now yes 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 Love and Thunder I want to see it again but it's it's not to the map But you're the like level. I catch it on Disney Plus in yeah. a month yeah, freaking Toy Story 4 I can't believe you brought that up Andy <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like
2: did I just here. tear
1: open a wound? It's
0: just—it's too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon after five years.
2: I—I <laughs> I, I wanted to like it more than I did like it. I can't. I still can't even pull apart what I—I I didn't like as much about Love and Thunder. I think it's just definitely different. I loved where the characters go. I love. Um, I liked the humor in it. It was a little scary at times. I just wanted a little bit more of it. So it's almost—it's almost like what you're saying. I just expected a little bit more. Um, well,
0: expectations often determine how we like movies yeah. because, rare. Yeah. again, now we're going back to Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. one of the weird movies that ha- somehow lives up to the weird and expectation that everybody's, better. oh, it's the greatest. How many times have you been told something's the greatest and then you go and you're like,
2: it's <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I went and, and saw it again weeks Anyone? after it came out. People were still cheering. Um, I, I, maybe that's what set the tone for me. And, so I wish but, I liked this a little bit more.
0: But I will say this, and, and this is something that I've kind of been mulling in my brain. And now that you guys have said this, it's kind of got it to the front. This is the first real original Avengers group post-Endgame where it's one of the Avengers that survived. So we've been waiting to see what's next for the characters that we invested 10 years of emotions into. And so maybe it's some of, okay, here we go again. I hope it's as good. And then there's kind of that little bit of a letdown of like – Okay. And maybe on second or third viewings, Mm. you'll be like, okay, no, I like this better than Mm. I thought. And to be fair, these are movies, and I think we talked about this at the theater after we saw it. These are movies where we know going in, there's certain franchises where you're going to watch this movie a hundred times. They know it's going to be watched a hundred times, even if they hate it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's going to be watched over and over again. And that's pressure on a director, I think, because they got to get a lot of things right because it's going to get dissected, you know? Something that comes out, everything, everywhere, all at once, that caught a lot of people by surprise by how much they liked it because they had no expectations and it was good. I mean, it's those two things. Um, But then if you make a Star Wars movie, you you know you're going to get – dissected on the internet with a thousand YouTube videos within a day of it dropping. Mm -hmm. And it's only going to multiply from there. You're going to divide your fan base because you can never make everybody happy.
1: The problem. So the problem with star Wars fans and I do this too. I'm talking about Marvel too, because you can't make all the Marvel fans happy either. I think sometimes we, we feel like we've grown up with it. We feel that That we know ours. Yeah. we yeah, it's mine. I know, I know better than anybody else about this subject. And what, what I might like, other people might not like. And we don't, we don't, we have a hard time disassociating ourselves. I think Marvel is starting to get into that little area. It's been long enough. That we're starting to, I still feel like this is a fun film, though. To, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I'm not. Well, I'm it's not, not, number
0: 29. Yeah. That, that has to be factored <laughs> in. We've, for those of us who, who are, you know, older than maybe 12, we've invested more than a decade yeah. of our lives in this saga. So and, and a lot you of us, do take ownership.
2: A lot of us that kind of part of our personalities have been embedded into it and like growing up with it as yes. well has has changed us as we've gone through growing up with it.
0: Never meet your heroes, they say. Yeah. Because <laughs> so. that's what happens. The older you get, every time you see your heroes again, you're meeting your heroes. Mm-hmm. Because, they, they, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm one of the few Last Jedi fans – because I felt like that was a great representation. Ray to Luke was all of us who wanted to see Luke again after 40 years, and he didn't do what we wanted him to do, just like he didn't do what Ray wanted him to do. And so we hated that. So many of us hated that. And then I came around, and I, my, when I walked out of the theater the first time, I was like, oh, that, uh, I don't know, that didn't sit well with me. But then when I said, okay, that's what happened, it doesn't matter anymore. All my fan fiction stories are out the window. All of my imagining, all the toy play that I did is gone. Now, here's what I got. What was it? Now I go through the second time. And so, you know, sometimes you see a movie. Well, I've seen Old Yeller once and I'm good. I don't need to see it again. Right? Yeah. There might be people who dissect Old Yeller, but probably not. And so, but with a Marvel movie and a DC movie and a Harry Potter movie and, you know, these, these big intellectual properties, Star Trek, they're going to get dissected. Yeah, yeah. And so the best you can hope for yeah. is did you like it more than you disliked it? If somehow they managed yeah. to hit a home run, bonus. I thought Obi-Wan was a home run, but there's lots of people who disagree with me. Oh, I loved it. Right, but so. there's a lot of people who disagree. So not everybody's going to like it yeah. no matter what. Well,
1: nobody's going to like everything you do. And I think, I think Hollywood's completely aware of that fact, and they're trying to— they're going to the com- the lowest common denominator, trying to make sure that the, the base, most of the people enjoy it. And I think that they actually did a better job here than right. than uh, some of the other Marvel movies for sure. Yep.
2: No, and I do want to say, I, do, I did like this movie. I just don't think I'll see it again in the theaters. Okay.
1: So let's, uh,
0: let's play a quick ranking game. Okay. Ugh. Since Endgame, we've had Shang-Chi, Eternals, Black Widow, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, and I'm not going to count the Spider-Man because... Technically, it's Sony, but let's go with Doctor Strange. So we got five movies. Rank the five.
1: Well, in my mind, the best one is Shang-Chi. That's my okay. – I, I love that. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I love everything about it. Um, if I if I was going from there, it would then probably be, uh, I think mm, – I'm going to say Love and Thunder would be number four. I mean, number two. Okay. And then Doctor Strange is right behind that. And then uh, Black Widow. And then Eternals is the last.
0: I feel like most people would probably rank Eternals last of those five. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I would rank it. I finally it, saw it. And what I'd... do you think, Kellyanne? What's your five and what order?
2: Uh, hold on. So I love Doctor Strange. Okay, I, I loved that one. I liked Black Widow, but also so did I. Empowerment. Uh, probably Love and Thunder, and then what was the other? Eternals at the bottom. Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and the Legend oh, of the Ten
0: Rings. I,
2: I need to rewatch it. I remember really liking it, but I think it was one of those I enjoyed it so much I can't remember much about it. Can I, can I just say
1: it. this, though? This is something here. Shang-Chi, when it came out, my mom is not a Marvel person or a fan or whatever – but she saw it uh-huh. and she loved it. She couldn't stop talking about that film. And so I thought that's a really good indicator that it's just a good movie in itself. We're not talking Marvel. Yes. But they just enjoyed the movie. And so that's why I, I, and it, I did. Like when I done, I was like, oh, this is really good. I loved it.
2: I think I just need to see that one again to, to really rate that one correctly. But definitely I loved Doctor Strange 2. I loved Black Widow. L- L- Love and Thunder would probably be under that. And then I tried to finish Eternals, and I don't think I did.
0: <laughs>
2: I kept falling asleep. Well, Eternals
0: is number five for me. It's kind of jumbled the other four because I didn't dislike any of them. I didn't even dislike Eternals. It just wasn't didn't ring I the bell. It wasn't for attached me. To the characters. Um, the yeah. you know, to me, as I was watching Eternals, I was like, oh, I'm watching the Justice League in Marvel. Yeah. And so for me, I mean, Thor: Love and Thunder is right up there. I mean, obviously. No Way Home is like five steps above all of them. All of them. Because of that's one of my two favorite superhero movies of all time, immediately. Yeah. Um but I would go with yeah. I really enjoyed Black Widow. Like I watched I it twice Black before Dead. it came out just to confirm that I enjoyed it and I really liked that. So Black Widow, Love and Thunder are probably one, two for me oh, in some order. And then and then Shang Chi, because I enjoyed that. And then Doctor Strange. I've- and then I mean I like Doctor Strange, but it was a little bit of a step down. I, I was disappointed by how it wasn't something I could watch. I still haven't been able to watch it with my nine-year-old yet. Although now no. that it's on Disney+, Plus, we may give it a shot on a Saturday afternoon when it's on a smaller screen and mm-hmm. a little bit more lit. But yeah. So that's I, interesting. I, I, and but, but that's the thing. Now we have 29 movies to come from. One of them has to be number 29. <laughs> and it could be one that's already out. But we could get one that drops down to like – most well, people pick Dark World as the
1: worst. I, I think Eternals is, is worse
0: than Dark World. Okay. So we, that came out way after – yeah. Dark world. So yeah. it, we can always get something that drops in the lower. The more you have of something, yes. the more
1: you have to compare. It's just like it's like, it's like it's like a it's it's like a beauty pageant, right? There's going to be one winner. And then a lot of people are going to lose. Right? <laughs> that's it's just, true. It's just how it's going <laughs> to happen, and it's kind of dependent on your taste. It really is a hundred percent
2: place. So you're you're the you're the first loser. Right? Yeah. So
1: and that's what if you start ranking the twenty nine. I mean, people are going to have different points of view on that. But there are there are some of these movies that are just fantastically yeah, made. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so that was our thoughts. Thor, Love and Thunder. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Why
0: don't you go to our uh, Facebook page and tell us your thoughts after you listen to the podcast and uh, join in with any other conversation? Uh, we uh, want to thank you for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, a KSL News Radio podcast. Beyond sci-fi, fantasy, gaming, and tech, we are always excited to share with you our knowledge and arguments on everything pop culture and fandom. We're based in the beautiful Beehive state of Utah. Fan effect celebrates our unique fan culture, and we're excited to bring you local guests. who feel the same way. Guests like Chris Provost. Chris, thank you again for Yay. joining us. Thank you so much. Love your insights. We you. got what, what's our next Disney movie? Oh, there's all of them. All of them <laughs> coming El- out. Elements and so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm sorry we haven't had you Hocus on pocus sooner too. To- Hocus, I Hocus pocus. I know. But you guys can talk all you want about Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> I'll just sit
1: and laugh. I want to come in here and talk Star Wars with you sometime because uh, we could go, I could go into, we could deep, deep cuts of that. I want to be a fly it. on the wall with you just, and Dan Spindle. We could Spindle. go all day about that. You oh. three
2: so, would be amazing.
1: We
0: may have to do a supersized State of Star Wars podcast.
1: I would yes. maybe oh, in a month love or two. to. Absolutely love to.
0: All right. Well, I'm your host, Andy Farnsworth. And Kellyanne Alverson, co-host. Kellyanne, always a pleasure to have you. Listen regularly on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com or on the KSL News Radio app. Do you have a fun idea or local fan culture topic you'd like us to explore? Tell us on our Facebook page at Fan Effect Show. That's E-F-F-E-C-T, where you can also get the latest nerdly updates and join in the conversation. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fan Effect Show. And thanks again for listening. Hope to have you back real soon for another episode of Fan Effect.
1: Such a hypocrite. You just said off the air that Toy Story 4 is your favorite. Andy, how could you say that? <laughs>
0: I never Everyone. said Toy Story 4 was my oh, favorite. He Toy did, Story guys, 2 he, is my favorite. He just
1: said it, but he didn't have the mics on. We all yep, heard it. We yep. all heard it.
0: Oh, now it's look at this. Episode. Look at this sabotage. <laughs> a stranger with a gun
2: came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is
1: only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles.